Now, more than ever, teams must come together and work together to solve big challenges, and Trello is here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, is an app with an easy-to-understand visual format, plus tons of features that make working with your team functional and fun. With Trello, you can work with your team wherever you are, whether it's at home or in an office. Keep your workflow going from wherever you are with Trello. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. That's T-R-E-L-L-O dot com. The Frames Per Second Podcast. I want a show that will make headlines. The Huxtables, Cosby, a genius, revolutionary, but we can't go down that road again. The network does not want to see Negroes on television unless they are buffoons. Have you ever thought about just quitting? I have a contract. The only way I get out of that is if I get fired. And that is what I intend to do. I know you are familiar with menstrual shows. Variety shows. Like in Living Color. Right, right, right. That was dope. Man, Tan. The new millennium menstrual show. We're going to need a little more money for this. What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Dusa, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned into the Frames for Second Podcast. In this episode, we are doing our rewatchable list of black films since it's Black History Month. And this episode is dedicated to... What do we call it, Nick? Oh, we call it The Blacklist. That's right. So, patent pending. Really, so, y'all really calling it The Blacklist? <laughs> you don't like that? I mean, it's a show called The Blacklist. I know. So? so <laughs> no. unlike, unlike DC, we're going to be smart about our shit. We're going to get our SEO. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Blacklist, y'all. Uh, in this episode, we are reviewing Bamboozled, Spike Lee's 13th, well, Spike Lee's 13th joint. Uh, came out in the year 2000. Uh, and it deals about menstrual show in the modern era, uh, at least in the new millennium. This is a film that was recommended by Mike. So, Mike, I want you to start off. Why did you like this? Like, everybody see if y'all like this film, but Mike, why do you like this film? Can I start it first? You got something to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. It, well, I'm not even, it's not even a start. I just want to, I just want to say before Mike starts it off mm-hmm. I just would like to say that this is I actually today was my first time actually watching this movie that was really? it was my yeah this past yeah. weekend was my first time I don't time know if anybody it. knew that I don't I, know if I I, I did not know yeah, that yeah yeah. Figured, yeah yeah today was my but first but you like Spike Lee movies oh, and stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised yeah. what made you because this is his most under talked about movie and it's, it's not limited even that. and it was limited too I remember when it came out it's not even that Um, and I, I didn't want to get into it yet because I did want you to start it off clearly you did want to get into it I just wanted to make it start right I just wanted to mention it before you got heavy Rob would be the star of the show. This, you know is, this is the first time I've seen this motherfucker. We're going to hear Mike. I ain't know that. I ain't know that. Nah, nah. Right. No, I ain't know that. I ain't know that. That's the niggas ain't shit. I mean, I, I assumed it was your first time because with the way you were asking about it. Mm. The same yeah, way you, I thought, were, I you mentioned thought mine was somewhere. my first time. Yeah, movie, yeah. I thought I mentioned that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, wow. But yeah. Mind so, yeah. blown. So, yeah, this is yeah. my first time. And um, I seen the movie because this, I think it, it Blockbuster was still around around this time, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so oh, I remember yeah. going in Blockbuster and seeing it, and it just didn't catch my attention. And I don't think I realized it was a Spike Lee movie. Because of the cover art? Yeah, I was like, why would, why the fuck would I pick up something that looked like Minstrel Show? I, I would never pick up anything mm. like that. And then it was plastered on the front of it. I was like, oh, Pat. Yeah. And shit, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. watching this shit. Like, yeah. That was the same I, reason for me. Oh, word? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't, for the longest, I didn't know it was a Spike Lee film. And then when I found out it was a Spike Lee film... I just never got around to going back to seeing it, and so, that's and that's what happened mm-hmm. basically. So, th- this was your first time watching it too. Yeah, because like I I went 
I did a whole summer where I was just watching Spike Lee films. Mm. And I like I went from Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, Jungle Fever, all that. Sweet Butter Jesus. Nah, not that far. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> but this one was just more of like I saw the trailer for it and I was just like, ah, I'll wait. I'll save that for later. Cause it's just I didn't I wasn't in the mood. That's for what made it. me I remember because they rarely showed the trailer. I was still in Detroit dance. So I remember seeing the trailer and on Detroit, and you know, when I was in Detroit, I'm like, damn, what is this shit? I'm like, this is a Spike Lee movie. This looks like different as fuck. So, I'm sorry. Nah, Mike, probably go ahead. The mic. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, Mike. It's funny. You wanted me to go first. Now I'm going last. <laughs> right, right. I don't right. even. I don't even remember what you asked me. What did you ask? Why? Why did you select this film? Because you you talked about it like this is one of your favorite black films in period or just oh, films in general. Easily. It's easily uh, top five black film of all time for me. So black film, not in e- general. In general, it would. Tough. I know it's tough. It, it'd probably be in my top ten. Ooh. It'd probably be in my top ten for 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 film. Be for a, a variety of reasons, but I go back and forth a lot mm-hmm. between this and Do the Right Thing being my favorite mm-hmm. Spike Lee film. Mm-hmm. But man, getting prepared for this, I might have to go with this being my favorite Spike Lee film. Oh wow! Because I think it just hits so many more notes. Yes, yeah, it's, it's right a lot to game. talk about. It's a lot to digest with this. Like Spike Lee. And the thing about it is when this movie came out, I remember no one saw it really. Like none of my friends saw it. My, I remember like I was talking to my sister and she was like, what the fuck is Bam? What? What is Bamboo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to buy the DVD for her and mail it to her. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have to see this movie because she was in the acting industry and so was my brother. I was like, you have to see this movie because so many things that he's talking about, you would understand. And she mm-hmm. watched and she was like, damn, how the fuck did I miss this? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't promoted. It was, yeah, the budget was, was like 10 mil. It only made like, Less than three mil at the box mm-hmm. office. It was a flop. Because I remember yeah, in theaters, like when it when it came out in certain theaters in Detroit, they only had like one time, pl- like it was one time oh, plan. Yeah. Like it didn't have like you know twelve, one, two, three. Like it was like three thirty or five thirty, mm-hmm. and that was it. And I, I remember that, and I didn't watch it until it came out on DVD. Yeah, when they I, when I, theater I, has them happy hour movie showings, that's like yeah, yeah. it ain't going to last that long. But I was still interested to see. I just never got around to it at the time until I, until it came out on DVD. Critics gave it mixed reviews. It holds a forty eight on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, this consensus was Bamboozle is too over the top and it's satire and comes across as more messy and overwrought than biting. This this mm. this movie is probably Spike Lee's most misunderstood film. Mm-hmm. I think people just watch it and they they look at it at face value and then they just walk away and they're like, "All right, cool." But this was the epitome of that. Remember that message? This was the epitome of that shit because mm-hmm. it was like everything that was in this movie was a message. And I think almost like that, every scene. Yeah, like, it was like, it was like yeah. every every character meant something. Every moment throughout this film was a direct message. And I think a lot of people just didn't, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but they didn't get it, but they didn't get it. Can I chime in real quick? I mean, hey, do you think, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can attest to some of those people, because although I got it, I still kind of agree with that criticism. Which criticism? The one that he just read off. That it was over the top? Yeah, yeah. I think, and, and I, I don't know, I think I'm still I'm still processing it. Like I said, I just saw it today. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it is a lot to process. Um but I remember feeling like, man, this is so. I get it. It's like I, I, I just remember thinking, like, man, I get it. I get it. Like, why are we still doing? Like, I get it. Well, okay, so what did you get? So it's like I knew what was going to happen before it happened. Like, really? Even yeah. the way it ended? Well, well, that's the only thing that threw me. Well, it's not necessarily that it threw. It threw, it, it, it did kind of throw me off. I didn't expect anyone to die like that, especially like that. Like. 
I thought they were just going to make him tap dance. I didn't think they was going to kill his ass. Well, what did you get before it happened? Because, I mean, it seemed like I nothing, just, was, nothing was by yeah, the books. Nothing was linear. No, because, because I just, it's just like I knew that he was going to do this, this, this reverse minstrel show thing. I mean, that was kind of apparent. And I kind of knew that he was going to get kind of caught up in it. Like, it just, it just seemed like that's the type of character he was playing. It reminded me of, um, and y'all remember, I didn't particularly care for it, but it reminded me of uh, the sorry, Stanfield movie. Sorry, sorry to bother you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man, this is this is and that's that's what that movie this this movie inspired that movie. I, I immediately caught that. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, but see, y'all, if y'all remember, I thought that was over the top as well mm-hmm. because he kind of sounded like the power caller in a sense. The way he was, you know, the way mm-hmm. he was acting, mm-hmm. he had like a Harvard degree or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and I don't know. It just. While while I understand it and I understand why it could be you know your top movie, I like I said I'm still processing it and yeah I don't know it, it just didn't hit me like that. Well, what did y'all think of Damon Wayne's character, the main character Pierre, and as far as in his relationship oh, dynamic with Michael Rappaport's character, his boss, like I I thought they killed it. I, I thought I thought I thought Michael Mike, Michael Rappaport killed this role because that's him. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say it's, he killed. <laughs> was he acted or did no, he, he, felt, he felt more natural than ever playing? That's yeah, what he was saying. The N word like Man, crazy. I was he said like, it way it. too he easy. Said it way, yeah. way too easy. I hate Michael Rappaport with a passion. Me too. I can't. But, but y'all like him? In, did y'all like him in this role? Because yeah, yeah. But I just don't like him. So whenever he, he was believable in the role yeah, for you, completely yeah. believable. Yeah, because man. It, that's that's why he knocked the out the part. He said after that, yeah, I thought yeah. Jada killed it too. Like, like, like it, it's it's a really good performance piece. Um, but I think I'm just still processing the movie as a whole. And and I think, what would you say? I, I think Damon kind of ruined it for me too. I didn't really like him like that. The same way I didn't like Lakeith. Like, really? Is it because way? of the accent? Yeah, man. It, it, it did the same the, shit for me with Lakeith Stanfield and, and that movie. Like, wow. it's the same. It's the same. I, I felt the same That way. was my first time seeing Damon Wayne's like, so like. That was his but first it serious seemed like he was yeah. acting. But it seemed like he was but acting. But that's the point. Like when he go, when he goes like to cop meet, out. No, it's not a cop out. I, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I, no, part, no, no, of me, no, no, part of me thinks you didn't get it. Not no. not the movie as a whole. I'm talking about his part. No, no, part no, of me no. thinks you didn't get I, it, and I figured that. I, I mean, yeah, I've watched probably every Damon Wayans movie that that he's ever released, so mm-hmm. I get it. It's just, but still. But when you say it sounded like he was acting, no, 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 that is the point. He and I was acting the same way with, with "Sorry to Bother You," right? I understand that he was acting. I still, and y'all remember, I said, I st- even though I know that they're acting like that, mm-hmm. I still didn't particularly like it. It's okay to not like it, but yeah, when you yeah. said it bothered me because it sounded like he was acting, that's the part that doesn't really make any sense. And that, and that, that confused me when we did "Sorry to Bother." If you go back and listen to that, a lot of things confuse me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but it's the same. It's the same logic I had with that one. So I get. That he's acting, right? And it's part of the story. I get that. I just particularly don't like it. I think get to where, where I think you were going to say. When he goes to meet Paul, or goes to talk to Paul Mooney, his yes. father, mm-hmm. and and his father says to him, he's like, where the fuck did you get, get that, that accent? accent? Yeah. I was hoping to him to s- somehow not have the accent at one point in the film. He did at the end. When he when he gets in that fight oh, with Jada, said, Give me the, for half gun. a minute he breaks the accent. Mm-hmm. When he's like, Give "Get me. the fuck out of my office!" Oh, okay. And when he I said, think, Give me the gun too. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah when he yeah, but yeah, yeah. even before that, when he mm-hmm. has the the pivotal breakdown of the entire film, when he starts smashing all the pickaninny dolls that are in his office, like that's that's why the accent part makes sense until that moment because that's when he's finally like. This is me. Like I'm trying to separate myself from 
this racist past, this fucked up picking any shit. And he starts screaming and the accent's not there anymore when he does that. I get it. It's just distracting me. That's that's, that's really I thought it was it beautiful because I, I think. What part exactly? Both, actually. I think his accent mm-hmm. and when you um, put his accent up against Michael Rappaport's accent. Yes. Yes. Think about they both were the like wearing different types of faces. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Damon was wearing white face right. and Michael Rappaport was wearing black face. <laughs> no, it's I get completely it. completely reversed. And, and, and that's Rapp- what made it so dope. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like he even said it. And we we, we have these conversations like mm-hmm. I'm more black than you because I have a, a black wife and, and two mixed daughters. Kids, yeah. Like, yeah, it's very in your face, mm-hmm. but it's also real life as well. Like right. I said, I like her. I, I love his part. I love it's just I just have little gripes about it. I have, sound like I, it's a little. Just, yeah, it's like a big one. I have a hard time with people saying that this movie's over the top. If anybody tells me that they say this movie is over the top, I immediately say you didn't understand the film. Because the whole purpose of the movie is for certain things to be over the top. The whole the fact that they, they were able to even get this made. A, a, a movie right. or a, a, TV a TV show, show about yeah. black people in blackface when the whole idea starts because Damon Wayans is trying to find a way to make a show that's so fucking racist mm-hmm. that he can just leave. Like they can be like, get the fuck out of here. So let's get into the movie. Right. What you got? I was just say, did you Did you feel like this film was Spike Lee criticizing white content creators behind black shows or how black people conform to white Corporations. Both. I about to say yes. a little bit of both. both. Easily yeah. both. Easily yeah. both. Which one would you say is lean more to the other side, though? I think he, I he, he makes it very clear that it's it's fucked up the way white content creators will push these ideas of black people acting a certain way yeah. in order for them to enjoy it, and it's also the responsibility of mm-hmm. the black folks to stop being cool with these yeah. kind of movies. Because well, and I highlight one part. Remember when they first showed the actual um, um, the pilot. Mm-hmm. And everybody had this look of shock and awe in their face, mm-hmm. and all the white people were like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And remember, the black person was the first one that started clapping first, and the white lady looked mm-hmm. over and, to, oh, and she was like, to, "Oh, to wait for okay, the it's, right. okay. it's okay." So then everybody else started to clap along. So yeah, it was like, "Okay, we as a black person are gonna co-sign this racist ass shit," mm-hmm. which gives them permission yeah, to, to also co-sign. follow suit. And then like yeah. weeks later, you see everybody in the audience in blackface. Yeah, and then that's well, up? we're jumping ahead. Okay. Go back to Michael mm-hmm. Rappaport. Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about. Like Damon Wayne's character, Peerless or Pierre, mm-hmm. talking. I mean, even even the fact that he changed his name from Peerless to Pierre mm-hmm. is is some deep shit. And his last name, and too. his last name yep. to De La Croix. De La Croix. Right. Like, come Dumpton. on, man. Like, when he's talking to Michael Rappaport, I feel like there was so much there. Like Michael Rappaport putting on that fucking quote unquote black scent mm-hmm. and saying, "I'm more blacker than you. I know niggas better than you, or I know you know the idea of niggas better than you." Da 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 da. So when he walks away and says, okay, this white man is explaining blackness to me. Mm. So he, and the whole, the whole idea of why that conversation even started was because Damon Wayans wanted to show him that there was nuance with blackness. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I'm showing you this TV show where it's happy black people. And he's like, oh, it's too much like the Cosby's. We're not, we're not, we're not fucking with that because that's not quote unquote black enough mm-hmm. because the white execs idea of what's black is, is not the only black that we have. And I, I did like how they went into uh, Pierre's background as far as the shows that he tried to bring to the network. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like, and 
and it felt like he was just he was just fed up and he had to go the complete opposite route to get something on the air. To- no, he thought I don't think he thought that they would be down with the show. He didn't. He was making yeah. the show to get fired. Yeah. Yes. But then when 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 Michael Rappaport was like, yeah, this is brilliant. But I think Love he it. knew that they were going to like it because it was so no. great. You didn't no. think he knew that? He, no. he, tell, he tells out Jada it. that, yeah. like, no, it's, it's I'm making part of the plan. Yeah. yeah that was all, no, yeah. you're good. That's, yeah. whole, that's the whole part of the plan was yeah. he was going to make this show that was so racist that they're going to be like, nah. I, yeah, but I thought he was relying on the audience to be the ones that get it off the air, not the network. Oh, that's, that's what, what I mean. you're that, Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm-mm. I, it, was supposed, I he, it was supposed to stop, stop with Michael Rappaport. Which it mm, didn't. I, think well, I don't know. Too. I think he's mm-hmm. on the Because like, cause remember, he's like, because he knew how to sell it to Michael Rappaport. Right. Mm-hmm. He just, he just was because Jada was like, the audience is going to go crazy. Like, yeah, right. I'm expecting that. And then they'll mm-hmm. fire me afterward. Right. And they kind of played with it. They kind of played with it like just with. You thought they may not fuck with it, and then it, like you said, it's shit. I don't know, because I remember the the meeting when he introduced the idea and Sleep and Eat and, and mm-hmm. Mantan. Like, it seemed like they, and maybe it was Jada, maybe I'm remembering Jada. Okay. They were like, damn, like, he really is going to go through no. with this? Mm-hmm. Jada was mad, and and Peerless kept pushing it. Yeah, that's what I said. Jada he was mad about saying, the push. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And Jada yeah. was like, this. hell to the no. Right. Hell yeah. she to the like, She's like, oh, hell. Up. Yeah. She's like, you know how many letters we're going to get? <laughs> right. Because like, yeah. right. yeah. she was like, I, I know it's going to be crazy, but yeah. not this crazy. Because yeah. she was like, I hope you know what you're doing. Right. But yeah. that was in the, well, anyway. No, that was in yeah. the room where he was talking mm-hmm. with Tommy Davidson and Savion Glover. When he got up and danced, who did y'all think about? Fucking Michael Schmurter or uh, Bobby, Bobby Schmurter. Schmurter. Yeah. yeah, That's what I was going to ask y'all about that, too. I was like, this movie was just, it reminds me of like CB4, like how it was dealt, like foreshadowing a lot of stuff that a was going to happen stuff was in hip hop with yeah. this movie. I want to go back yeah. to what you were saying about the Cosby show. This was coming off the heels of uh, Menace Society, Boys in Hood, mm-hmm. all those gangster movies that. Um, that black Shop people Central, love, yeah. yeah, from us at that time, and um, and like, like you said, it it, it kind of gets into the idea of what white people think that black people want to see, exactly. Yep. And Spike Lee was kind of saying, like, in 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 a way, that this is turning into a minstrel show mm-hmm. because he knows that white people are flocking to these movies mm-hmm. to see black bodies get get murdered. Yep. And yeah. that's a problem. I I find it interesting that in the beginning too, like. Damon Wayne's character, Pierre, he referred to television as the idiot box. He even had that on in his living room. Mm-hmm. But he works for a network television company that creates content. Right. Like, what does that say about, let me even think about the consumer aspect, that these executives think you guys are idiots and you'll eat up anything that they put out. But he remember, he was also trying at first to change the perception of people mm-hmm. on the idiot box. Like he was trying to create a black show about black people that didn't follow black stereotypes. Mm-hmm. So he was technically trying to change what the idiot box was showing people, mm-hmm. but he just didn't get to do get that. To it, yeah. Got caught up. Do you think his plan was, did you think his plan was justified or was more unnecessary? Like you think he just probably should have just left the network and uh, went to go do his own I was thing? He was under contract. I, I, I oh, was, yeah, I, I was trying it. to process that that point you just made. Uh, like, what w- was there a better way to do it? Like, than what the route he was trying to take? It's like it's like wait, what were you what what were you really trying to accomplish? Were you trying to like uh, play reverse psychology? Like, obviously he was trying to play reverse psychology, right? So it's like what I just felt like it could have been a. Well, well it, obviously, that, it, the movie wouldn't have been what it was, right, if he didn't do it this way. But I was thinking, like, when I was watching it, like, okay, why is he taking this route? Because there were so many landmines that he would have to dodge for it to yeah. be exactly how he wanted yeah. to be. 
Because either he wanted to be sophisticated or he just wanted to get fired. If you wanted to get fired, then yeah, it makes sense for how the movie went. I didn't route. catch that he wanted to get fired though. He said it to Jada. Jada did he say that? Yeah, yeah he did. Okay. But he, after, after I think after it took off, yeah, he was like, he loved fuck the, it. All right, yeah. well, this is working. Nah, so yeah. like he was oblivious. It. Like yeah. when she gave him the doll and shit, he was oblivious to what she was trying to say. I don't think he was oblivious, and I think that that's Where? the uh uh-uh. uh. Was that a message? I think that yeah. was the whole message yeah. at the end. Like I said, when he flipped out, mm-hmm. I think that the majority of the movie is is peerless. Trying to deny his blackness, so you thought he was just trying to deny. He I think he was trying like, to just ignore all of see, it. See, I took it as like he, he just was clueless. Nah. Like, like I'm like, bro, you don't see what she's trying to tell you. I don't think he's because she because she looked at him like. But this was after the the the, the, the success of the the yes. series. Though. Yeah, because he was so like at that cause, point because basically it's like you're you're more concerned with the money. You don't even you're not even paying attention to the to the. To the image is putting out, you're just concerned with the money that's going into the bank. No, well, she, but he knew. <laughs> Did he? he? Knew? Yeah, he because knew. I thought that was like she. If if she is being like on the nose with it, she's saying this is you. Think about yeah. it. How would he be oblivious when that was his plan from the jump? Why that's what I'm saying. I don't think he then. wasn't oblivious because so, he was already in it making money. So he was just like fuck it. Mm-hmm. So, but my thing is like, why why didn't he like go off on her? If if you like, oh, what the fuck are you trying to call me or whatever? Like, why didn't he do that in that moment? Why would he go off on her? Because it's like, oh, she what you trying to call me a coon? Oh, but what? he knew that. That's what I'm saying. So like, the whole idea was mm-hmm. black people knowing that they're doing some coonery minstrel mm-hmm. show type shit, but, but at some even, point they just but, give in because it's making them money. But they know it. Well, I don't think he knew it at that time. Because I remember later on in the film when he's talking to his mom, she was very critical of the show and he didn't even want to hear that from her. But not because he didn't know, right. it's because he didn't want to hear it. Remember he the, knew it already. Remember the dream sequence that he, and I think that was a dream sequence. Remember when he, we, we first saw that he was actually relishing in the success of the film and he, he got this reward. He got the white guy mixed up with somebody else or his movies. Yeah. With somebody oh, else. Mm-hmm. yeah, he starts dancing. So, yeah, he starts dancing. I think that was him like, yo, like this is a success. Right. I'm being recognized as this great yeah. creative person. Fuck it. But I'm still I'm for dancing ride. for these white people. Yep. He hmm. knew it. He was never like, oh, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. Nah. And, and he 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 became Michael Rappaport. Exactly. At the end. If you remember, obviously his off office was littered with <laughs> yes. what she called yep. black collectibles. Yeah. Right. And if you look at Michael Rappaport's office, it was littered with black. his version Mike of black. Mike Tyson on the wall. I mean, it, may, it it all of it makes sense. The the recruitment process with the homeless guys, t- Tommy Davidson mm-hmm. and Savion Glover mm-hmm. character. I they thought, did a, they did a yeah, job, they did a great man. job in this. Yeah, the the fact that these were poor blacks and Damon Wayans character kind of like preyed on them in the beginning. Why do you? But I was wondering, why do you think he did? Did he? He didn't really fully explain the whole show to them, right? He gave them bits and pieces of it, right? Yeah, they didn't care because that's what happens with poor black people. They can do anything to get on. They just want to get on. Yeah. Like so much of this movie is so like linear when it comes to like how like young rappers get taken. Just in entertainment in general. Not even not even entertainment, sure, but like when you specifically look at rap and the way you have these people dancing and shucking and jiving Mm -hmm. for white people, especially execs, Mm -hmm. it all is totally linear. And, And it is true to life because they did have a moment where they actually cared. They actually had a moment where they were like, uh, like, wait, wait, okay, so what is this we doing again? Like, I didn't know it was this. Because like, Tommy, how much you Tommy give Davidson did. Yeah, like, he was the one you like, you got to give us a little bit more money. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they got bought out. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that's true to life. Exactly. Yeah, 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 so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and go, kind of going to what Mike's point is about uh, uh, Damon Wayne is about like, 
it's the same thing with him. Like, mm-hmm. even though he knows He's still, still getting. He's still the, doing he's still it because he's making it. money. Because so, yeah, he didn't mention point. that he was like, I got a mortgage to pay and all that stuff yeah, too. Because Mantanger, he just wanted to. He just wanted to dance, mm-hmm. um, and get off the street. He was like, man, it's whatever. He said, I don't care. Yeah, Tommy Davidson was the first one that was just like, man, what the fuck? Like, but he was real? saying that from the beginning too. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. He was the first one that was just like, nah, man, this shit ain't cool. But then ten seconds later, he was like, yeah, just give me a little more money, money. Yeah. and I'll do it. And then they were asking for everything except personal hygiene. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, I want these shoes and I want this sweater and all this other stuff. And, you know, Damon was like, yeah, and some deodorant and a toothbrush. And it was like, you're so caught up in all of these other things that you're missing the bare essentials of what you need on a day to day basis. Because that's how black folks are when they get signed on. They don't think about the Mm -hmm. essentials. They think, oh, I'm getting an advance. Cool. This is gonna be fun. I'm gonna go buy a car. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. buy some hot jewelry. Mm-hmm. Not thinking down the line, you got to pay all that shit back. Yep. yep. Everything that Spike Lee put in this movie was like a direct line to something else that people just didn't pay attention to. And I feel like when you say people don't pay attention to it, that's where I I slightly disagree. I feel like that's where people feel like it's over the top. Like the commercials, it's like no commercials, hilarious. They were, but like it was just like at first it was like okay, they're gonna keep going. We get it. We get it. And, that, yeah, and that's the commercials all. were just like a little bit of comic relief. That wasn't oh, anything. Yes. That reminded me of that episode of Atlanta. Remember when yeah, uh, yeah, Pippin Boy was getting yes, interviewed on that it show? Me of that too. Yeah. It reminded me of that, and it reminded, it reminded me of uh, what is it? Pootie Tang did something like that. I, I believe they did something like that. In yeah, the with movie. the fried chicken with Billy D. Yeah, yeah. That type of stuff always kind of just like, okay, y'all, I don't need that much. That's that's cool. I think people probably think it's over the top because it's black people in blackface, and I think that they just didn't oh, put two yeah, and two together no, and make four. No, that was that's brilliant. what I really think that is was going brilliant. on. That was, that was this is probably his prop his most creative film. I, I didn't even. I didn't. Yeah. If I didn't know it was Spike Lee, I wouldn't know it was Spike Lee. Yeah. This is his most yeah. creative yeah. experimental yeah. film. That he yeah. Because yeah, he he didn't even do the. Uh, that camera angle that he's known for, he did. He did. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Which camera he, angle? The one with the, in the corner or the floating thing? The, the floating thing. He did it at the beginning. Oh yeah, with Damon Wayans. With Damon, yeah, okay. yeah, when he was in his right. his house. Yeah, his if it wasn't for that and and me not just straight up knowing it was, I was like, oh man, this I did, I wouldn't known that this was a Spike Lee film. Yeah, because it wasn't even like Spike Lee quality. Because like, yeah, they, it wasn't because they didn't have enough money. Yeah, so they filmed it on like. Uh, tape cameras. That's why it reminded me of like that way. Yeah, the that's, real world from like yeah. back in the day MTV. Yeah. And when I first watched it, when it first came out, I just assumed that was just a creative choice. But no, they didn't have any money. There was no budget. He, he for this never movie. got no money for his movies because <laughs> nobody wants to fund him. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason is because black folks don't go see his movies. Yeah. That kind of threw me off at first as well. Um, I, was, I was trying to think about the date that this came out. I was like, why does it look so low budget? Because um, <laughs> it was. But but, they, but the, the funny thing is that it has some scenes that wasn't actually that low budget. It seemed like he got some money late, like later on and was able to do a couple scenes that wasn't. Or he picked and picked where he wanted to use I think he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because... And it seemed like he didn't use it. It seemed like he put more budget behind the minstrel show itself, mm-hmm. like when they were on stage. Yeah, that quality was a lot better than when they were outside tap dancing and right. stuff like in the that. Office yeah. and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, you, you could tell the more, more, most of the budget went went into like the uh, minstrel show scenes. Was Jada Pinkett's character supposed to be the role of morality, or more about black women uh, in corporate America? Both, both, it, everything you're saying, I think it's going to end up being. Yeah, I, I figured mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just saying morality because it was. I felt like she started off as like the Jiminy Cricket to Damon Wayans, like, <laughs> she, crazy. like yeah, she was the good, she was the one that was like 
Hold on, all right, bro. You going too far? All right, bro. You may want to do it I this love way. To roll in this. Yeah, and then even and then he would even try to switch it on her. Like your hands is as bloody as mine mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And I think she even had to recognize that. And even when she was talking to uh, Mantan, like he came at her when he found out about their relationship mm-hmm. too. It was just like, damn, I can't do like I'm. I worked hard for this, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I felt like her character was just. It, I think she was more interesting to me mm-hmm. than Damon because I know what he was about from the beginning. But to see her change, I like characters who change throughout the film. He changed. No, he did too. But I, it was it was an obvious change, like Rod was saying. Like with Jada Pink, I thought she was gonna stop way before she yeah, did. Yeah, I thought she had a better performance than Damon how, for me how, personally. How, but but that I'm could be that, but that could right that could be but that could be the that the, like I said the the voice shit clouded my my judgment. But how was his how was his change more obvious? Because oh, he was about, oh that well because to me he was leading this and it it for me watching movies is like oh right, yeah you are gonna go through this nope like the road to hell was paved with good deeds like you're gonna go through this nobly but then you gonna end up chucking and jiving and being what you didn't want to be. Yeah, like I, it, I can see that from the beginning. Yeah, I think. I but think then you saw right. that at some point he was gonna turn to the other side and realize he fucked up. Well, yeah, because there that's has to be a message at that in the movie. Yeah. Y'all whack. <laughs> but I'm just saying with y'all, Jada. Are y'all, are y'all holding that, that to, to like as a detriment to the film? No, 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 no. No, I'm, not, I'm saying okay. like as far as like the character that stood out to me the most is Jada. That's, that's the Jada reason why. Because she was more unpredictable, a little bit more unpredictable than him. No, no. Jada was obvious yeah. as fuck the whole movie. Yeah. We what knew because she because she never wanted to do it. So we knew she was going to walk away. Well, like, she, she always said that she was like, I'm with Pierre, like. But she also that his 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 conscience is also the whole time like he confided in her a lot. But he but she kept saying throughout the movie, "This is fucked up. I don't want to do this." But he knew that it was well too. You you mentioned that he knew that from the. But he was ignoring it. She was not. She he knew it was fucked up, but he was like, "Fuck it, I'm good. I'm just gonna roll with it." She kept saying, "I don't want to do this. This is wrong. This is wrong." But I think they had an opportunity to, to to go either route with either one of those people, though. I don't. I don't. It wouldn't have made any sense for Jada Pinkett's character to go all in. It, it would have for me because, like, she was all out. She wasn't all out. She was. She mm-hmm. just she she believed in him. So she wasn't all out. Yeah, because she went along with it. Okay, right. Yeah, maybe we're saying something. If different. she was all out, then she wouldn't have had anything at all to do with it. Yeah. But oh, she oh, was oh. like, I trust you. Oh, oh yeah. So she, I'm going to roll with it, even though she knew it was fucked up. But I, but I feel like they could have directed that. Like, I'm not saying that they should have. I'm just saying that I think there, there was an opportunity to where you could have flipped it and did the same thing with her. But it wouldn't have been as impactful at all. Because she lost the most. And she lost yeah, everybody. She lost everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. She lost her her brother. She lost Savion. Like mm. her her story and was her boss. probably even her integrity at that too. Yeah. yeah, because she realized at the end of the day this was partly her fault. What did you think about Most Def and his character? Like I, I I'm still I kind of get what his character represented in that crew, but at the same time, it I, I I still don't know what the purpose was exactly. I think what was um interesting about him is that he also changed his name. You know, um, yeah. as as well, like, and he was, you know, oh, I'm not gonna go with the government name, but we look at Peerless, you know, who changed his name to be more white, mm-hmm. and Julian changed his name to be more black, mm-hmm. and they were kind of like really the polar opposites right. of each other, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought that was dope. I never really thought about that. The that first was time the whole purpose it. of his character it was to be the the opposite mirror image of, of course, yeah, uh-huh. and uh, the connection to Jada as well be. That close as well. Okay, mm-hmm. what did you guys think about the writers' room conversation? Oh, well, there was no black writers. Yeah, yeah. but but was, with the Afro but, Jew, 
<laughs> yeah, which is yeah. another stereotype as well. Like yep. that's gonna be the closest thing you're gonna yep. get to. So we got Drake. Quote, that's black. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was. I mean, again, very true to life mm-hmm. because that happens a lot. And he even, you know, said that it was like, man, if if I had my way, it would at least be one black person in here, right? But then you know, uh, you had the white guy talking about. Um, basically saying a lot of the excuses that we hear today. Like, well, we don't know why no black person is here, but we work hard and, you know, maybe they weren't good enough. That was and, a white woman that was Yeah, that was a white yeah. woman. The black, the black, the white guy, I wrote it down. Let me see if I wrote it down, but. The white woman was giving like a laundry list. Yeah. Of, and then and the Damon Wayans says, oh, well, maybe they couldn't put their crack pipe down long enough for them mm-hmm. to come in here. Yeah. And they didn't realize that it was a joke. They were like, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I liked how each one of the writers went through like their favorite black character from a old school show and why it was that favorite black character mostly because of the sayings that when, when the one is like if it was a white guy he would have I was like what wait what, what it was a part where uh where the guy was ah oh, man he was explaining something he's like but see if he was white he would have got um time or something oh, he's a, he's oh it's the OJ, OJ shit. yeah the OJ trial he's like see yeah if he was white he wouldn't he he would uh what do you say they didn't he, even let him finish. He would have locked him up. Yeah, he would. But yeah. you could hear it. It, mm-hmm. it was fake. This movie was brilliant. Man. But they had this a very was, physical. They had a yeah. physical and an emotional reaction yeah. to that. No, they did. Which was which I thought for them to kind of show that as well. Which was mm-hmm. which, which was dope because it showed how white people are triggered by certain mm-hmm. black events that yes. don't go <laughs> in their favor. But what I also thought was more interesting was the um, when Damon was even explaining the show to them and how and the concept. Even the white people in the room realized they, like, they one of the ladies asked like, "Well, isn't this going to offend people?" Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because we white people usually use the excuse that, "Oh, I didn't know. I I don't know mm-hmm. about these things." Mm-hmm. But in a white room with just only two black creators, and the fact that a white person white person it. acknowledges that that means that people know more than what they say. And do you remember what? Go ahead. Mm-mm, you first. Do you remember what Michael Rappaport's response was when they said that this was going to be a major issue with the black community? Well, uh, wasn't that he was like we'll just give the NAACP piece, yeah. money He's on which cool is what people. happens yeah. every single time there mm-hmm. is a black traumatic event when it comes from like a white corporation still I'll relevant even take today, it further than that still relevant today and I'll take it further than that he's like man just bring him in I'll have a civilized conversation mm-hmm. with him and that and that's that happens a lot in, mm-hmm. in these yeah. rooms. Like they'll they, something that happen, they'll get riled up, and mm-hmm. then they'll have a. You know what? I talk a quiet to them. A back, mm-hmm. behind Kinda the scenes. Could, Donald Trump, Steve Harvey type. Shit. You no, nah, yeah. I, I would even yeah. go as far as with, with Jay Z and NFL. Like you mm-hmm. kind of say that about that. One. It's mm-hmm. like you know he had he was so against it, yeah. but then you know they hmm. called him in to talk about it, have a civilized conversation, yeah. sit yeah. down. Yeah, gave him some money. Happened. Yeah. yeah. Same shit. Yeah. Oh, this ain't this dead in sports. Shit, this, this shit, <laughs> this shit is kind of ahead of its time. I mean, time. and that's why Mike like, totally I mean, is. Yeah, yeah this shit. Jay Delacroix. Yeah. Man, this shit is. <laughs> it's fucked up. They touched on some I, shit. I was like, wait. I was like, what, what year was this? Man, I'm yeah. telling you. 2000. I was yeah. like, wow, man. This, and that and shit is crazy. The early 2000s is slept yeah. on, I think, with, with certain films. Man. And I think that's why when you when you was mentioning about Do the Right Thing and this, because both of those movies still relevant. Like certain issues about do the right thing is still relevant yeah. today, and issues that was in this movie is still relevant today. I, I just I think, feel like this is more so. Yeah. I just yeah. feel like you there's think so? so yeah, there's yeah. just so, so many, many layers. So many layers when it yeah. comes to like like racial dynamics and how that whole mm-hmm. thing works with white people being in a certain level of power and how black people have to operate within those spaces, especially mm-hmm. in entertainment. Well, like, I, 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 yeah. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like do the right thing was a little deeper because of the 
the Latino community, the Italian community. Because you had more different. You had you had different, different levels. And they're you both. Had, you had I the think pol- you still had the right. uh, police situations. Right. Yeah, but do the right like, thing was more on the nose. I feel like this right, one right, right, was absolutely. one that you had to really think about. And I think again, I think mm-hmm. that's the reason that these people are just like, oh, it's over mm-hmm. the top, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really wanted. To, I think they're used to Spike Lee films just kind of being like, boop, there's the message. Yeah. Boop, there's the message. Yeah. And this one wasn't like that. No, yeah, this 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 is for me his most creative film. Yeah, and and do the right thing is still my favorite film. Yeah. yeah. Do y'all think that uh, black actors are still like going back to the recruitment process of Tommy Davidson and uh, Savion Glover that desperate for acting roles even now to the end today? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I said this shit is ahead of his time, man. It's either ahead of his time or what well, well, still it still is a testament to his ahead of his time that that Spike Lee has always been like and I hate to use this word super woke. I mean, it just it just it just for, for me it further clarifies because it wasn't so on the nose like mm-hmm. most of his movies. I was like, damn, this dude really fucking know his shit. He's really in tune. Like he's really, really in tune, man. To, to he create. saw where things were going. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really. I was did. like, damn, like this is crazy. I, I really was wondering, and I, I didn't want to look it up. I was going to wait till we got here to see what year this came out because I just wanted to kind of get everybody's reaction. I'm like, dog, like, yo, this 2000, 20 years Bro, ago. <laughs> that's crazy. I was like, man, this is this is. This but is it makes sense because it's the new millennium, right? And this is again, like we, uh, uh, I mentioned in the previous conversation, we had 80s and 90s black, and we're going in a whole different millennium with content and mm-hmm. this is after all those great black shows and now we're we're seeing the shift in culture mm-hmm. with a little think, improvement exactly but i think spike lee saw mm-hmm. that the ownership of the culture was going yes. towards white people yep. like i think one of the most brilliant parts of the entire film is towards the end when they have the live studio audience and all of them are in blackface, blackface. and he's like who's a nigger and the all the white people were like, I'm a nigger. And he goes, he goes over to the to the old white lady. Are you a nigger? She's like, you're darn tootin', I'm a nigger. And he, she, he goes over to the Sicilian guy. Yeah. Mm. And what does he say? He's like, I'm more of a nigger than all of you. Mm-hmm. All, all of that says, like, these white people think that when you consume black art for any certain period of time, that that makes you as important or even more important than the people that are actually making it. Mm -hmm. And I think when you look at how things have moved since Spike Lee made that film, it went in exactly that direction. Yeah, that's crazy. That exact direction. I cringe at that part every time. But I think one was uh, Japanese, right? And I think there was also a Puerto Rican in there too. I don't remember the Japanese one. Yeah, there was was an Asian lady. I remember her. Yeah, I think he went went white. I think he went with with different uh, ethnicities. There was a lady that said she was like Puerto Rican or something. Yeah, Yeah. there was a Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. There was a Sicilian. I think there was a. There was a, a black Asian woman too, dude. right? Well, yeah. And then what did she do? Remember, Sing. she yeah. started singing them like 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 a soul singer in, in yep. church. Yep. Right. So it's like th- that shit hit so many fucking notes. Mm-hmm. But I think people get stuck on the whole acting thing. I don't think he was just speaking for actors. I think he was speaking for black art. Period. Mm-hmm. He saw where this shit was heading, yeah, mm-hmm. and I think. More than actors, it really hits on musicians. Nah, yeah, the whole table scene, man. Like, right. I was just like, God, tap dancing on the table day, for what? Yeah. And I was like, and he was just like, <laughs> and I said that when that video came out, I was like, this dude is Mantan right yeah. now. But of course, nobody got the reference. But I was just like, man, this is yeah, crazy. Well, when you I hadn't seen it. going back to what you were saying as far as like b- black shows being in white hands, this made me realize, like, did it make you question now, like, what shows are black shows? that are really 
that have like black people controlling it from the behind the scenes thoroughly. I've been questioning that for 25 years. Because that, that scene with the PR marketer girl, she was like, we need to have more black people behind the camera doing this. And, and I'm like, damn, well, then how can you tell which one is like, you know, which she one is real? positions though. Yeah. She said gaffer. Yep. She said grip. Mm-hmm. All of these are, oh, she said PA. All of these are very low positions mm-hmm. in, on, a, on a crew. Mm-hmm. She did not say writer, director, director producer. producer. Right. She did not say any of those. All those are power positions. Yeah. It was all just like very low, low. Uh, like anybody can walk off the street and get those jobs. And I had to write down like the the things that she said to kind of get them out of whatever situation they have. Like mm-hmm. she had a list. She was like, of course, hire black people. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, if they don't like it, they can't take a joke. Mm-hmm. What is black culture in, anyway? Uh, she said, I have a PhD in African-American culture. You know, it's, uh, it was just like and she, said, the, she said at the end of the day, you the face of it anyway. Right. Yeah. It's, it, by a non-threatening black person. Like these are the I'm things that you, people are today. still saying today. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's crazy. All of these excuses, which is, which sometimes when certain things pop off, like having this film like in my head. Yeah. And I hear some of these same type of defenses like uh, thrown out there. It's like this is bamboozle. Mm-hmm. You're trying to hide behind art. To be racist, mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah, and and then like, film is like one of the most racist uh, uh, entertainment places that there are. Like, like we're 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 like shut out altogether, and, I, and I'm sure Spike Lee's experienced all of oh, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. yeah, I'm sure that had a lot to do mm-hmm. like with how he saw the future. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because yeah, still to this day, man, they just do not. Let us in. They only let us in so far. That's why the whole Tyler Perry shit is so big. But like, um, well, but he yeah, hates Tyler Perry though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is. Um, well, I thought they did. Him? They make up. He can't Some, well, somewhat. But yeah, he don't like Tyler Perry because I think he I, sees I think, Tyler. I, I think he sees he sees bamboozled with yep. Tyler Perry. Yeah, and he he has said that he, he of course the Medea plenty of times. Yeah. yeah, that he does not. But like he wasn't the, the only one either. Shit that, but that's but part of part of the reason why I don't like. <laughs> Tyler Perry is because I saw Bamboozled. Yep. But, but all the Tyler Perry stuff isn't Bamboozled, though. But, but he started out that way. The, what, it, what, his his moneymaker is Bamboozled. Yes. I, I'll give you that. But he, but he changed that narrative, though. He tells more like After he made stories. like millions of dollars. After he was De La Croix. Right. <laughs> exactly. He just didn't get killed. Right. <laughs> he was De La Croix if De La Croix lived. And, right. and that reminds me of a... Uh, <laughs> but what did y'all think about the, the quote from... Um, I think it was right after... Uh, Pierre got like a lot of success. He was talking to JD and he was like, a small victory isn't that small when you're used to losing. Mm-hmm. And it made me mm. think like, damn, he this it's a literally a minstrel show, but it's the biggest show on network. And he's making a lot of money. It saved the network. And it's about and it has and it's employing a lot of black characters, the black artists. And it's like technically it's a victory. But it's very more detrimental than you know. Yeah, it's like, cause who's a who's it? A, who is it a victory for? Yeah, Savion's life is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Sleeping East sleep kind of was. Yeah, you know. was a little bit, but he struggled since day one. You know, and eventually he just broke down. And then, and then it also showed like if if you ever you could be the star of the fucking show, but if you ever feel like you know, what I'm saying you want to all of a sudden just have some type of righteousness, we'll just fill it and put another nigga in your place. Yep, mm-hmm. I was exactly. like, God damn. And he said man. this in front of Pierre. Yeah, like I'm like, like, bro, and like, he's like, yo, good, yo, he's like, and yo, go ahead. And I thought Pierre say nigga is a wonderful thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I and I thought that Pierre was a little bit different because remember in the beginning when he was like when he was saying the n word. Uh, Pierre was like Don't say that around my presence And he was mm-hmm. like Yeah whatever nigga And then like They showed that scene Where he's slapping him around 
I'm like, okay, he he has a line. He did. He did. Until that money got involved. Until that, yeah. yep. Until that so you think it was solely money or money or is it just more of success and recognition because he's a he's always been someone you could tell by how bougie is he wants to be recognized for his work. It was success and recognition, I'll give you that. Because yeah. it seemed like he, he already had money. Like you said, he was an executive. The only so, person that was yeah. telling him he yeah. was the most creative person there was was uh, Michael Rappaport. Mm-hmm. That know. was only after the show. That's only uh, after he And that's what he told I thought he said it too. in the beginning. Did he? He said it in the car, right, when he was like, the pilot got picked yeah. up, 13 episode, you're brilliant, yeah. I should have believed into you. Right. Yeah, that's the only he time. He might have said it in the beginning, I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Nah, he was, yeah. yeah, I think the beginning, he was like, Wait, because he did up. chastise him for coming in late, yeah. talking about, you know what, CPT time yeah. is, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. And, mm. He and sure he did. he in turn yeah. jumped on his little lamb, Yeah, you know, for not having the schedule up to date. Yeah. You know, another part, I love the Paul Mooney part where he's like, you know, everybody want to be a nigga, but they don't really, or he says, everybody want to be black, but they don't really want to be black. But then when you fast forward, to the end if you remember when all those um Mau Mau's were killed of course the only one the only one that doesn't get killed is the white guy mm-hmm. and he begs and for it too he's like i'm black i'm black mm-hmm. why didn't y'all kill me i'm black i should have died too mm-hmm. but when you think about how certain white folks act when they're around a lot of black folks it's like they have this this crazy desire mm-hmm. to be a part of this community to the point where they almost forget that they have that privilege yep. mm-hmm. and again the conversation of white privilege was not prevalent in, in, 2000. in 2000. Hell no. At all. But when you think about that shit now, like that is the main topic of conversation. We talk about race relations. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy that Spike Lee was doing this shit 20 years mm-hmm. ago. And, and the fact that they were able to shoot and kill every single body. They, their aim was perfect. Oh yeah, great aim. They shot yep. right around the, the white guy. They sure yep. did. And he still he still lived. And, and you know, he was wearing blackface, but to the cops, he was still a white guy. And- you know, um, that's how it be. it's one of yeah. the things that's that's said. You know, all the time is that at the end of the day, you can still go back to being white. Exactly. Yep. And you know, even when you don't want to. You know what's right. you know what's even more right. crazy? Uh, obviously, the the 20th anniversary will be October 6th mm-hmm. of this year. But remember when uh, Pierre was at the radio station? You know who I thought of when he was talking? Oh, oh, that yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He reminded me of Kanye because he was saying, "Oh, wow." The, uh, he was like, it's been 400 years or something. Yeah, like, he was that's like, crazy. I was like, this is Damn, Kanye. I didn't get that. Yeah, I was like, I man, this either. is Kanye. That's crazy. Damn, I, was, I didn't get that. Yeah, I was, I was like, bro, this. And he had to correct him. He was yeah. like, it doesn't matter, 300, 200. Exactly. Yeah. The radio wow. guy was correcting him like Van wow. Lathan did. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't I didn't catch Damn. that. Damn. This shit is ahead of the time, man. Like, like man. Way ahead of you. Okay, yeah. I was, I'm going to give y'all one more. Oh, shit. So, um, the webcast. The, the broadcasting of Black Death. In 2000, mm-hmm. the networks getting a license to broadcast it yeah. on television. Yeah, that was weird. And the fact that they don't even need one now they just because do people it. voluntarily upload it, number one. Yep. And it's still something That's, that man, the news use and now social right, media. Right, yeah. You know what else is crazy? <laughs> this was before ISIS. So yes, it was. I heard yeah. uh, or I read something where they were talking about this. Like this was prior to ISIS. Like broadcasting people getting, getting executed, head, executed and stuff, heads chopped off, and, and stuff. Spike yeah. Lee was doing this shit even before the, he was like predicting all of these yeah, things that would come in the past. And you know what, Spike Lee? Man, 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 an- another thing is you know, going back to when the homeless people remember the homeless people were getting raided out of that abandoned warehouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was the Rudy Giuliani. With uh, that was his. He was the mayor of New York between ninety four and two thousand one, mm-hmm. and the f- the film came out in two thousand. And bef- after his term, it was his last term, Michael mm-hmm. uh, Bloomberg. 
became mm-hmm. that was what his, happened. And it's crazy because like <laughs> Giuliani's credited for cleaning up New York City. Yeah, because he ran homeless people out. Exactly. Yeah. And it was just like I'm telling you, man, this stuff just ties. I'm like, bro, Bloomberg is literally running for president right now. And yeah. this Bloomberg movie did the stop and frisk shit. Exactly. Like, yeah. Goes with that. So, yeah, I was. But it like, all gets forgotten because all it takes is him throwing out a couple of nice lines about black people. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. he's great. Yeah. All of this shit goes in line with the kind of shit that he's talking about in this movie. It's like you you put yourself around or in black spaces you come. You consume black art to the point where you pretend that you're actually a part of it more than more than black people. And then at some point, we just start to fall for it. Yeah. And don't forget the Mau Mau's actually auditioned. They, they did. Sure did. Mm-hmm. They didn't get a part, and then they ended up actually killing the guy. Now imagine what would happen if if they actually were part of it. If they got the role instead of the roots. But see, I don't think they were. I don't think they were ever actually trying to get the part. Mm, what do you okay? Because remember at the beginning of the movie, remember he was he was uh, most deaf was talking to Jada about trying to find a way to get up in there, and she was just like, "I'm not bringing y'all in. Y'all are y'all are ignorant and embarrassing. Y'all, there's no way." Right. If you look at the contrast between everybody and them. Like everybody else was like playing the what, what do you call that thing that stick yeah that, that, that stupid yeah, stick yeah, yeah. That, that white people in the park be playing yeah and then you had the guy that was doing like the interpretive dance and shit mm-hmm. then you have the rowdy black power black group mm-hmm. I don't think they I think they knew that they weren't going to get the part damn wow am I wrong there maybe I'm wrong yeah, I'm trying they, to I think, think they of, thought it was going I think they was why would they but why would they want the part but why would big black what is his name big black African or what was you're thinking of the other movie. You're thinking of um, what did he say his name was? His name black? was his name was Most Black. You talking about Most Deaf? No, yeah. uh, no, it was Big Black Africa. Big was it? Yeah. yeah, it was Big Black. Africa. So I thought I thought they called him. Didn't they? Did they call him Most Black? Or did I just make Mo, that shit Mo up? Mo Black. It was. Uh, oh, there was a Mo Black. Yeah, that was cannabis. Oh my bad. Okay, yeah, okay. Shout okay out to my cannabis. fault. Um, why did he want to get a job with Jada then? Because I, but that was before the minstrel show part. Yeah, he just wanted a job. He just wanted a job. Period. Okay, okay. And okay. and he just he just wanted his rap group to have some kind of show. Yeah, got or whatever. it. Got it. But I think when they were auditioning, and again, I'm going by memories. I haven't watched this in a minute. I thought that when they went for the interview or the audition, that they knew that that's what the show was going to be. No, I don't think they. No, the show they, was still early in the stages. Yeah, okay. I don't think at they that knew. time. So yeah. I'm, I'm wrong about that part. Yeah. Okay. So well, okay. So then. That kind so of then you're probably right. I was, no, that that goes to what you were saying. It kills what I was saying. But if they didn't know what the show was, then then they were they were actually trying to get on. They it. were just trying. I was saying that then. they weren't really yeah. trying. They were just trying to sneak in. So you're right. Yeah. yeah. But I thought they were just trying to get on. I thought they by them auditioning, they already knew that it was going to be a menstrual show. I did too. But but if they didn't know, then we'll be back after this quick. Break. It's a trying time that challenges all of our basic assumptions. However, one thing that brings us all together is our common humanity. Now, more than ever, teams must come together and work together to solve big challenges. And Trello is here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, is an app with an easy-to-understand visual format. Plus, tons of features that make working with your team functional and just plain fun. Teams of all shapes and sizes in companies like Google, Fender, and even Costco all use Trello to collaborate and get work done. With Trello, you can work with your team wherever you are, whether it's at home, or in an office. No matter what device you're using, computer, tablet, or phone, Trello syncs across all of them, so you can stay up to date on all the things your team cares about. Keep your workflow going from wherever you are with Trello. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. 
That's T-R-E-L-L-O dot com. Trello dot com. Working remotely can be a challenge, especially for teams that are new to it. How do you deal with your work environment being the same as home while staying connected and productive? And then there's your newest coworker, the cat. Well, your friends at Trello have been powering remote teams globally for almost a decade. At a time when teams must come together more than ever to solve big challenges, Trello's here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, is an app with an easy-to-understand visual format, plus tons of features that make working with your team functional and just plain fun. Trello keeps everyone organized and on the same page, helping teams communicate, focus, and connect. Teams of all shapes and sizes at companies like Google, Fender, Costco, and likely your favorite neighborhood coffee shop all use Trello to collaborate and get work done. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. That's T-R-E-L-L-O dot com. Trello dot com. Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of The Last Podcast on the Left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we'd never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy. But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit Spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. Break. You mentioned the roots as far as mm. I love that their name was the Alabama Porch Monkeys. <laughs> you see Questlove just rocking out. I was like, man, he just I was like, these motherfuckers is good. And I was like, oh shit, that's the root. I figured like Spike Lee gonna put all the black people in like yeah. whatever you do great and you black, he gonna have you yeah. in the film. Um but yeah, what I, go ahead. I wanted to go back to the uh, was it the boardroom? It was a him between him and Michael Rap report when he took a shot at uh Quentin Tarantino. When he says "nigga," did y'all y'all? Yes, y'all I, I, I did. I did repeat that. Mm. It was our, it was when um their first one of their first conversations in in I think Pierre's office when he uh, called him into his office. Yeah, he was like he said uh, something about Tarantino. Yeah, he was like he he literally said his name. He's like yeah, Tarantino. Think he said he says just a word. He oh yes, he does say that. My yeah, yeah. says yeah, Tarantino says it's just a word. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. remember that now. Is that is that a true statement? I yes. Have, so so Quentin Tarantino has come on and said it is just a word before. I've heard a quote like that. That's the reason why that he doesn't. That it goes against like what he his uh, his regular narrative. Though. Well, because I mean, he's people. I think it was around a time when people criticized. I think it was around Poviction time mm-hmm. when he was getting interviewed. Like, why does he use the word mm-hmm. the N word? Like, people can understand Sam Jackson and mm-hmm. maybe a racist character, mm-hmm. but your characters have you you say it a lot yeah it just what stuck, gives you the justification for using it that? just stuck out to me because i know we i thought that would be one of the main things y'all brought up because i know y'all don't really particularly care for tarantino but um but yeah it did stand out um did you find anything i haven't found it okay um yeah so i was like i wonder how true that is or is he just projecting that onto him i'm i, I remember something like that mm-hmm. where tarantino tried to Make some kind of ridiculous excuse for saying yes. That's what I remember. Yeah, around um, that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the funny thing is, see, I didn't know if he was if he was projecting that onto him, like or no, or, or if he actually really or if he said or if he actually said it. I don't think yeah. he said those exact words, uh-huh. like oh, it's just a word. But when he broke down his reasoning for it being used, it came off it came, that way. Hmm. And the 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 funny thing is, again with. Spike Lee projecting. I don't think y'all. I don't know if y'all know, but he hates Mike Rappaport now too. Oh, he does. I did Which, not know this. I didn't know that. Yeah. Spike Lee does. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. Michael Rappaport's know that. a yeah. fucking dick. Yeah. So <laughs> Michael Rappaport, after that came out, Spike Lee was on some other show talking about gentrification, 
And Michael Rappaport was like, yeah, he's full of shit. He lives over in this nice place. So I don't know why y'all talking about gentrification. And then he's like, if y'all saw how much money he he has in his apartment and y'all over trying to pay for one of his films, that's bullshit. And he's like, gentrification has done great things. He's like, so-and-so Ave is now a great place to live. So <laughs> Spike Lee came back. <laughs> he hadn't seen that shit. Spike Lee came back and they asked him about it. And he was like, this motherfucker doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't understand the poor people being displaced by gentrification. He just, he just All he sees is the, yeah, now white people can walk their dogs at five o'clock in the morning. Right. And now there was a recent, I'll make this quick. There was a recent, I meant to bring this up on Is a Mike's Salon, but I forgot. He did an interview, Mike Rappaport, mm-hmm. with Talib Kweli. Mm-hmm. And there is a moment where he's trying to explain to Talib Kweli why black people should stop saying nigga. Who said, who said what? that? Michael Rappaport. Oh, I, I got to. I, I started that interview, but I didn't get to that Man. point. It's Talib's podcast, right? Yeah, he, he got, got a like, podcast, yeah. Michael Rappaport Kuli- really think he... He's black. I, he man, really I, thinks I mean, he can man. say he's coming. Hey, because he did, he did that Tribe Cop Quest. <laughs> that I documentary got him a lot of <laughs> passes, man. Man, shit, not with me. Not with me either. <laughs> because they were pissed about it. Right. Like, so, but Talib was like, you have to be careful with how you say these types of things. <laughs> yeah. He was like, why do I have to be careful? Why do I, why can't I just ask? Why do I have to be careful? Like, he's really on some, like, white defensiveness. With um with the killing of Manton, what did y'all think about that? Like, Rod, you mentioned, like, I didn't think he, they were going to kill him. And he just literally quit the show. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping there would be like, a, a moment where he'll explain, like, hold on, hold on. Like, I'm not even on the show. Like, I'm with y'all. And they never got to that point. Mm-hmm. And they didn't never really even ask him about it. They That's were just like. It's brilliant, man. I just didn't understand. I just didn't understand why I jumped that that quickly. Why you feel that part is brilliant? I feel like that part is brilliant because if he had not quit the show and they killed him, it wouldn't have been as emotional. But I think the fact that he was at a turning point and the people that grabbed him didn't know, it was almost like once again he's he's kind of like foreseeing this whole cancel culture type shit. Right. When you fast forward 20 years, now you have people that are going back in people's tweets from seven, eight, nine years ago and finding out that they said something racist mm-hmm. or something homophobic back then. Cancel. Because Savion Glover is Drake. Well, that's a little further than just can't. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold they, on. They, they but but I know. <laughs> Explain the Drake thing. In, in the sense that Drake is a light skinned, you know, mixed black Canadian American, whatever you want to call him. And he has black face on. Remember? Yeah, with the push of teeth. Yeah, thing. so not literally Drake in this movie, but when you fast forward ahead to where we are now, when you look at Drake having a history of wearing blackface, if you were familiar with Bamboo, you'd be like, yeah, we've seen that before. Hmm, that's a good connection, Ken. Yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at it more so that he's that Mantan is basically just about anybody that people have tried to Yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's yeah, and yes. that's why I wanted yeah. to make sure that Mantan is not Drake. But I'm just saying, you're talking about the council culture and people going yeah. back and looking in the past. So say, for instance, Mantan did not get killed and he went on to do great things and have a career mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You look at council culture now, they will go back in his history and be like, hey, wait a minute. This Man. is the guy that was wearing black face. After seeing this movie, that makes that cover that much more mm-hmm. dope to me. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. That, like, Pusha T really killed this man it, it, just with the cover alone. I was I was also thinking about uh and I'll get back to the film but like the uh, Robert Downey Jr. in um 
what was Tropic, that? Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder. Like that recent, he did an interview with Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan asked him about the blackface. Recently, mm-hmm. yeah. So what? He, that, what he, said? he said he was like, I have some black friends who disagree with it, and then I have other black friends who love the movie. Okay. And he said, for me, it was it was the movie was meant to to be that. It was that, satire. It was satire. Right. But I, he said, but I understand why certain people feel a certain way about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody great, tried to cancel. Robert nah. Downey Jr. Nah. Yeah, Especially not at that. He just did Iron Man. Yeah. He was. I knew more people that liked. Well, I thought that was before. Yeah, I was kind of. Yeah, it was like it Iron Man came out oh eight. Yeah. That Tropic Thunder came out twenty ten. Mm. So it was like yeah. that was like the last time he could even do a, a white person could do a role twenty ten. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I think that that the fact that he was actually trying to make amends and was murdered, I think that that is a lot stronger of a message than if he just walked out of there and he was still wearing blackface and then they're like, oh, we're going to kidnap you and kill you. Then I'm like, well, we kind of get it. But with this one, it just made it a lot more like impactful. Yeah, because, and that's the part out. That's one of the parts I was still processing after watching it. That's why I asked you like, why was that? Because I think it was, you didn't it, like that part. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I did. Hmm. It, it, it was, it reminded okay. me kind of like Queen and Slim in a sense. Like why, why do we have to kill him? Like, why do we have to have the, the black-on-black crime at the end? But back to back, too. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. for me, my last question was just like, was it right for Jada Pinkett to blame Damon yeah, for her brother right. and man Dan, well, and yeah, like, dying? Why do, why do we go that route? Okay, yeah. so hold that question. I think mm-hmm. they all, they may tie in mm-hmm. with, with what I'm going to ask. Um, so first, I think that, um, you know, when she asked him, like, whose puppet are you? And then she mm-hmm. was a little dancer thing. Obviously, that's when he was like, okay, yeah, this shit is fucked up. Um, so I am going to make this change. I'm not going to be this guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for him to go out and quit and them say we're going to replace him, you know, when we have the the perception of black on black crime, mm-hmm. at that moment, I'm wondering, was he a threat to black people? Because that's why they killed him. Come on, Savion Glover or Damon Wayans? Savion Glover. Was he a threat? They thought he was. But even if he- Right, but say, for instance, he never, like, he continued to dance, mm-hmm. and he didn't quit. Like, how much of a threat was he to black people to the point where they felt like you got it's worth huge. killing him it was huge. the messaging. more than letting him It was live. the messaging. And, like, yeah. remember when uh, Tommy Davidson character Man Tan were on, uh, what's that, Times Square, and they saw that billboard of themselves, of the show, and he was like, mm-hmm. damn, I ain't never seen my face that big- it was like you saw that everywhere. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're most Def's character and that crew and super pro black and you see this, like that imaging is hurting you. Right. Not only emotionally, but spiritually. Like So the cost of freedom is death even if it's, if it's not your own. It's just I, I need to get this image off any way I can by any means yeah. necessary. That Malcolm mm-hmm. X. But what are you also you're also contributing to a different type of message. Well, I mean, someone could say you got to break some eggs and make an omelet. <laughs> so, and they're and, they're and sometimes look, the omelet can burn. And you can't eat them. But they're also revolutionaries. <laughs> they're obviously revolutionaries, and they're they're looking at it from a standpoint of we are not going to have someone that's being controlled by white people on this television showing that it's okay for this to happen. Mm-hmm. If that means we have to take him out. Like Nick just said, by any means necessary, that's what has to happen. So that was not, when they shot him and killed him, that wasn't necessarily a message for black folks. That was more of a message for white people. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, y'all not going to put us on TV and have us do yeah. this. But because you care. That, 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 that's the part where I'm still, they're still challenging. It's, they as white people don't care. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what I'm still having a, a challenge with, with that ending. Like, um, because like, yeah, 
You what, what is what what good is that going to do? Is also you make an example like black folks don't do this because you'll end up dead. So it's almost like he's a martyr. There's, in there's serious consequences for. <sighs> no, Roz right. Mm. White people won't care. Well, they're Michael Rappaport because well, they're always in a position of power. Maybe yeah. the message is not for mm-hmm. white people, but for the black people. Yeah. Nah, you gotta think about it. What? Okay, remember when whenever riots happen mm-hmm. and white people are always like, "Why are they destroying their own neighborhoods? Yeah. Like, why are they doing this?" Mm-hmm. And my answer every time is, "Look, they don't have any other viable options." They know that they can't like go into a fucking office and sit down with these people and say, hey, let's have a rational conversation about what's going on in my neighborhood that you don't give a fuck about. So they lash out. They react. And a lot of times when you're in an impoverished situation, black folks, Latinos, whoever, they react in a way that's self-destructive. And that's what this is. This wasn't a message to, to me at least, mm-hmm. this wasn't a message to other black people. Just like when when we destroyed our own neighborhoods after Rodney King mm-hmm. got, got or wasn't his, yeah. people were not convicted. That wasn't a message for other black people like, hey, right. you do this and we're going to destroy our own. No, it was a message for white people because we were frustrated. I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know because yeah. I, I think, I'm just thinking about what Rod said. Like, as long as they're in a position of power, mm-hmm. as long as they can go get a... Another, another person. black person to put on screen, they'll do that. But that would, prefer, but but that would but prevent that. But no, they don't. Here's the thing. Like, of course, that's going to happen. But when you are, these guys weren't in the boardrooms. I know. But if if I'm that black person with that opportunity, I'm going to think about what happened to Mantan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that that's why I'm be, saying the message could be for other black people like yeah don't do this fuck shit or this should have happened to you too but Maybe. i but but i think what to Mike's point is that black people probably weren't the main ones watching and loving that show cuz they remember they had Reverend Al Sharpton in that whole rally outside it was of the like station five right. people but i'm just saying but no, those are but those were black it was a full rally yeah those are black people or, or allies that were against the show so it was it was more about the people who enjoyed the, all that audi- that studio audience black and black white, right yeah well i would think more white than black as far as well, like the target the audience as far as the target audience of who watches it, I think more white people watch it. I think because that's the whole reason why. That's why they filmed it or they showed it on the station. They were showing it for white people because then the white people wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that, that's the part that confused. I still because remember, the, remember I, I think it's going back in the beginning, the shows, the shows that he pr- promoted were positive black shows. The station did not want that. Right. The station wanted these other ones because this is what the, quote unquote, this is what the people want. But see, that's the thing. This is what what uh, white America want, right? But there's also the black people that watch that too. Mm-hmm. So so it's, it's, it's not either or. I think it's, you know, and both. I don't know, man. I didn't, I never, ever, ever took them murdering Mantan as... A message to black people not to do that. I always took, and I'm not saying that that y'all are wrong. You might be right. I, I maybe mean, I need to go watch it again. But I always took that as a message from frustrated black folks. Like, look, you do this, and we're gonna take your your pawn out. You get another pawn, we'll take him out too. Well, well, you get a third pawn, got him too. Well, the reason why I say that because you mentioned revolutionary. So, like, what's revolutionary about that? What's revolutionary about burning your own neighborhood down? What's revolutionary about a fucking riot? But see that I don't think those are revolutionary acts. I think those are just like you. Was, I think you also said this as well. Like just acting out of emotion. Revolutionary acts are actual plans, and it seemed like they no, had. Oh, that's a plan. not true. Well, well, that's to me, I, I feel like I feel like 
What What do you mean? A like organize, a, a organize? Revolu- no, you're saying you're saying a revolution has a plan. That's not the case. A lot of times, revolutions start by just random acts of violence. Yeah, riots are part of a revolution. Absolutely. Historically, like yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess I'm thinking the next steps of re- revolution because you have to organize. You probably think modern day revolutions. Yes, you're thinking of white. I think, like, I think you're thinking about like civil rights no, era I'm moving forward. About, no, I think you're thinking about like black people revolution. Yeah, think about black a black panther movement like that. They had to organize first. Like that. That's yeah. You 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 put together a plan. Well, there are yeah, that's what I mean. Like that era. No, I'm honestly yeah, you're thinking I of think American revolutions is what it sounds like. Because if you look at if you look at revolutions in other places, a lot of times they start off with riots. Yep. Well, it was like they was almost like a modern day Black Panther to me. They they it was like black everything, right? They song was black, the the crew name was black. Mm-hmm. So it was like a modern to me is how I perceived it as they were like this modern day Black Panther type yeah. of movement. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't really make sense to me for them to kill their own. The Mamas, they, they, they mm. that name has some significance. Let me. Yeah, but it did it. Did it make sense for? Well, you, are you saying because they're revolutionaries or because they were black? Because they're revolutionary. They seemed like they had a revolutionary movement. That, that that's how it came off to me with them. But they were also. But I feel like Spike also put like a backhanded compliment on their morality. With the the drugs and the alcohol that they were consuming, and that they like, didn't know what the fuck they were. So, doing. I, so feel like, I feel like in that scene where they were like, "Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying." Yeah. I feel like there's a Malcolm X tie here somewhere, right? Because was he was killed by his own people. I was gonna bring that up. So, yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm still working this out. Like, like I said, I just watched it today, so I'm still working that part yeah. out. That was one of the main things that I, I wanted to come here and ask you guys. Well, about. it like, was. Be- there was a clip from the Malcolm X film mm-hmm. with Spike Lee. Yeah, of uh, course, because he made it. <laughs> of course, he's going to find <laughs> a reason to slide that he, shit he in He put there. that in there. When and he was, put Bamboozled in there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hooked with Bamboozled. Right. Yeah. Right. It was, that was, was kind of corny. That was kind of That was on the nose, no, but it was good. No, no, it was corny. No, no, like, that's because that scene is so good, though. That's why I was like, you got to let it slide. I liked it. But yeah, I was, my, my, my wait, wait, what you had? It, well, yeah, I was just the Mama. So I, uh-huh. they, they were it, the Mama uprising was something that happened between 1952 mm. to 1960. Oh, you know those are real people? Nah, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a Mama. Yeah, yeah Mama oh. rebellion, uh, comma the Kenyan emergency and the Mama revolt, uh-huh. and it was a war in the British Kenya colony between the Kenya land and the Freedom Army, okay. also known as Mama and the British authorities. So you know, so mm. the name has some significance as well, mm-hmm. and. You know, kind of ties into how they went about their business. Mm-hmm. You know, so them killing him, you know, seems to fit. Like, I don't know what the killing means. I'm just really just talking this out today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my my question was has always been: Was he that much of a threat that he needed to die? You I know, say yes. for them. And you see, that's what I'm battling. I, I was, from the eyes of a revolutionary. Doing. Yes, yes, yes. He and that's, was someone that needed to be taken out. From right. a movie watcher, Absolutely. no, obviously. But from the eyes of like for how that crew ran and what they were and how they were just escalating with anger, right? Because the, the whole time they were in that room or that studio, whatever they were at. They were that was anger building up from I believe that was the perception of the of black people who have that mindset of right. this shit is fucked up. We and need do to do we know that they were actually outside waiting for Mantan? They could have been waiting for fucking Pierreless. Peerless. We I don't think it ever really because when you say a plan, I don't think they ever really gave out an idea of a plan. Right? They just talked about doing something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think talk- they ever really said like, yo, we were gonna kidnap this guy, we're gonna kill him on TV. So, it seemed like they had a plan though. Like they they tied him up and all. see. And that, and no, that, but I mean, who knows if it was actually supposed to be him? They could have been they, shit. They could have been waiting for fucking Michael Rappaport for all we know. Mm. But 
Savion Glover just happened to come out the back door. And he's a star of the show. You know? And they were like, okay, well, shit. Well, Here he is. Yeah, the timing was convenient. Right. The timing was very yeah. convenient. Yeah. But I just feel so, like, I, I, I don't know, man. It just it, I feel like they got the point across with tying him up. He, he, he was begging for mercy by that point, And they made him tap dance with the guns. So I just thought they took it a little too far with actually killing him. But what would letting him go do? It, and I guess because it was for him, and like, was, and I think you were saying, him? and I think you were saying earlier, like, you, you, you were, he wasn't. They weren't sure if he was still on that blackface shit. But no, no, I didn't no, say no. That. They, oh, no, no. I was, I was saying like, said yeah, that? I said okay. that he just quit. Like he literally just right. quit. That's yeah. what they didn't know that. So obviously, they, and you said they didn't know that. Yeah. They so, didn't. That's what I'm saying. So I, I thought by the time they, they. Held him captive or whatever that, said it. that they he said it. Nah, he was just begging for his life. Yeah. He didn't know what the he fuck was, was going on. Yeah, I remember that. And I, I felt like that was. A I'm with Rod. There, there's a gap where he could have been like, "Yo, man, I just quit." Yeah, and we but didn't get that. But how do you justify what they believe? Yeah. How do you verify that? And, yeah, and you know that's why. I mean? right. like, that's where I was. Like gonna... I just walked away. That's why I don't have the blackface on. I just literally just left the show. They'd be like, "You just finished the show. You, you just clocked out. Off. You're leaving." <laughs> no, but it's a live show, right? But why would he walk out the back door going home with the blackface on his face? What I'm saying is that. The show obviously is still going on right now. He left. They don't know any of that. They're not in the show. How would they know the show was because still going every, on? Because it's broadcasted. Everybody knows. But they're not Or maybe it. they they're just didn't the believe him, Rod, when no, he no, said no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. So it's probably right. that. Y'all yeah. trying too hard to destroy this movie. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not destroying the movie. Like I said, I always have my criticism about stuff, but this isn't a win. This is I like this movie. I'm not saying that. I just had my criticism. I, I agreed with some of the, what the critics were saying because I had that feeling. And then this part, like I said in the beginning, I still was processing a lot about this movie. But yeah, nah. Yeah, it, it could have because I, I had you know when I whenever I watch it, I do have that same question like mm-hmm. like why didn't he just say yeah I just quit? Mm-hmm. And I think it could have helped if if he was like shut that shut up. Oh, I'm about to say what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, as a viewer to eliminate that question by showing them say. Hey man, you know him saying that. Oh, I just quit, and then we're like, no, I don't believe you. Fuck that. You still, or just still be like, yeah, you may have quit, but you still responsible for all this shit. So we got to kill your motherfucking ass anyway to send a message to the next person not to do it. But that's that. like some evil villain stuff. I got to explain my plan to you before I do it. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's necessary, but it's a question. I'm with Rod. It was a question that I always have. Is like, man, he just quit. Why don't he just tell him he quit? Or like, I've always wondered that. Yeah. But is it needed? I don't. My my only issue was more about Jada blaming Damon Wayans, like at why, the end. What, what end. Do you mean? Because she was like, "You're the reason why, like my brother and man, or his name, real name is Man Ray, dying." I was just more like, "Again, baby girl, like your hands was that just that one made more sense." But but yo, but she could have like. So again, was she supposed to kill herself too? No, not kill herself. I'm just saying, like you don't like that's a equal weight that you got to carry with. She him. just lost her brother. And someone that she thought was gonna be her lover. Do you really think she sat down and made a, a pros and cons <laughs> list about <laughs> right. killing yeah, Damon? She was emotional. She was emotional. She even combed her hair. Yeah. She's blaming yeah. him for her actions. Right. And you're saying that she should also own up to I'm her saying, take accountability. Yeah. No, she's not thinking It's an emotional way, situation. Yeah. <laughs> this emotion. Which, but, but, see, but, but that makes no, you reflect, but, though, right? But that goes to y'all's Mm-mm. criticism, too. No way. He was emotional and he was freaking out and crying and begging for his life. So I think it's perfectly reasonable to first of all, but that's mm, more first of all, though. he didn't even know why they had him kidnapped. All my, he knew was they he got grabbed by people. Mm-hmm. So why they didn't they, they didn't say hey we're gonna kill you because you're on the show. They just took him to that place and they start shooting and said tap dance. 
They didn't Damn. sit him down and explain the, the whole thing to him. But they had a little intro of the video. They yeah. was like, and they were wearing yeah. blackface too. They, they were saying right. they were blackface. So, so how would he know? Like, he didn't know. He thought he was about to die. He was terrified. Yeah. So so for y'all's reason to be like, well, he should have just explained that he quit. Well, yeah, then yeah, then that kind of goes with what Nick just said. Well, I'm not I feel saying like, he just sort of explained it. It's a little deeper than that for me. It's it's just that I just didn't. I just didn't get the scene all together. Like, I, I mean, I got I got the tap dancing part. I was like, oh, this is super dope. And then when they shot him, I was like, oh, they overshot his fuck. ass too, boy. Of they, course, because <laughs> yeah. they are that. Like, I was just waiting on the headshot. This. I was like, if they do, I was too when I, I first was saw like, it. damn, are they gonna do a headshot too? They should have. <laughs> they they kinda, I mean, they should have. If, 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 if they wouldn't want to go all out, they yeah, should have. That's, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, I was like, they might as well just go take it all the way there at this point. I think they had to put some cap on this movie that was really going to make people like walk away and be affected. And and him him living and them just being like, all right, we'll just go ahead and leave. Yeah, you, know, you don't kidnap somebody and go through all that. So, yeah, so why so why you don't have a problem with this, but have a problem with Queen and Slim? Because Queen and Slim was killed by white cops, which happens all the time. And and black on black crime happens all the time. Not in this way. Not no 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 no. Black on black crime happens because you have an impoverished group of people mm-hmm. that are acting out, and a lot of times they're fighting because they can't figure out some way to get ahead. So you have drug dealers against drug dealers, gang members against gang members. That's not this. But see, I these guys had a moral compass, and they thought they were killing him for a moral reason. I think I think the difference is black on, at least for me, black on black crime, there really is no choice. In this situation, there were a lot of choices. There were just wrong choices. With black on black crime, no black on black crime happens because I feel like I have a moral right. reason for killing yeah, it's, people. It's, and it's that's, totally different. Yeah, and that's part of that. That's a not a myth, but it, it's a spin. Yeah, I mean any, you're mm-hmm. going to yeah, commit so. crimes in a, in a certain area with right. whoever's around yeah, you. It's just yeah. kind of natural. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that would, would applies. I think, um, them constantly bombarding the idea of black on black crime and using that in the form of their messaging obviously has its impact because look at what we thought when we saw it. We were like, Oh man, why are we going to see black people kill each other? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we kind of need to deprogram ourselves from that. But maybe that's why Spike Lee did that. Maybe Spike, Lee, maybe Spike Lee showed the black on black crime part because he's like, look, y'all put these reasons as to why these things happen. But at the end of the day, like if 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 the white people had never created or put this this show on on national television, had this huge white audience, if that had never happened, then the black on black crime would have never happened either. Right. Yeah. So if you look at it, if white supremacy had never happened, then black on black crime would probably not happen. So maybe he was doing all of that to That's show that there's fuck. correlations. <laughs> and then and then at the end of the day, they're still killed by white maybe, cops. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. deep as fuck. Yep. If that's the case, that's deep as fuck. So it was both. Like two, both things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two things right. can be true. Uh, any last thoughts on this film? Um, Y'all some haters. Not necessarily on the film. I, I, I was really excited when I saw Mike pick this one. I was I was excited. to. This is probably the one I was most excited to watch out of all, everything. Ken's too, because uh, I had never heard of it. But um, I thought you told me Antoine Fisher was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't nobody's favorite. I was like, I was not. I almost didn't come to that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just I'm dropping nails. <laughs> I was like, y'all can review that shit on y'all. Oh, but now, um, yeah, that was a throwaway. God, that was a throwaway. Man, it was stay a good focused, fit. Stay focused. It was a good film. Go ahead. Go with your point. not a good start to Black History Man, Movement. That was a throwaway. Oh, that was a throwaway. But it shows that we're not a monolith. <laughs> <laughs> not everything can be good. Right. Very true. Right. Um, but no, I was, I was really excited to to um, to watch this one. Um, 
this 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 was heavy, man. It, it, it I, I felt heavy after watching this one. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I expected to feel as heavy as I did. I didn't either. I had yeah, to. Yeah. I had to stop this movie multiple times yeah. just to write down questions because I was just yeah. like I had so many thoughts in my head mm-hmm. while watching it. Yeah. Um. And I think, I guess this is one of the reasons why this made the list. It hold. It holds up so well. Oh yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh hell. Damn yeah. near almost prophetic. Like uh, mm-hmm. prophesized as far as like how yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah. Like yeah, this movie just. That's a good pick. Yeah. A good pick. Good pick, Mike. I like um, great pick, Mike. Yeah, it's 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 my favorite Spike Lee movie. Oh. Um, I mean, it speaks to a lot of things that that you know um, that I am, that I like, that I push for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think this movie um, addresses a lot of that. What about you, B? Um, yeah, the fact that this movie was so unapologetic black that. Thing I, that's what I love. I mean, most Spike Lee movies are like that anyway. But yeah, the fact that I remember watching this movie with my mother and I, and we were just like, "Damn, like this shit is fucking crazy." And I remember she was telling her her girlfriends and friends to, to watch the movie because, like I said, it wasn't getting that much pub mm-hmm. like that. And like I said, I didn't see it until we actually got the DVD. I, I don't even know what my mother did with her with her copy of because she had the, she had a DVD of it. And uh, but yeah, man, I thought this was just like Echo what all y'all said, man. This is like one of Spike Lee's most creative films. I like, yeah, I put it like. Do the right thing would probably be one, and then this would be my second favorite um, Spike Lee movie. But I mean, the the way that they both hit on topics that's still relevant today is still like the reason why this is one of my favorite Spike Lee films, hands down, and is most creative. For me, I, I I echo everything y'all have said, but I think the <clears throat> the scene that I that hit me the hardest, or that was just more interesting, just mm-hmm. because they broke it down, was the instructional history of how to apply blackface. And like how they were doing it, and, and it was, but it was also mm-hmm. like fucked up at the same time. Like, damn, like this is really how mm-hmm. this shit went down. Like, it, it was just everything about it was a history lesson. But that was just oh, the one that's showing the different people. Yeah, like yeah. that was just yeah. the one. Oh, that's at the, the end, no, and it, it when they were getting ready to do the show, like how they burned oh, the torch, yeah. and they was just pat it oh, down, yeah, yeah, and how you yeah, apply yeah. it and stuff like that, <laughs> and you use red, like yeah. Uh, and Did then you that, watch what was supposed to be the video of what she was trying to show him, and all the buckeyes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and just the different things that black people had to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did no, you watch the, the ending? Man, part, God, the ending part was that to that's talent. Like this guy was talented right yeah <laughs> like that was talent yeah and how spike had the montage of all black menstrual even cartoons and stuff like that like i think even bugs bunny the first cartoons of those was like Hell racist yeah. Yeah. yeah mickey mouse all that shit. all that shit had man had, had some shit in yep, there absolutely yeah and even the toys and shit like mm-hmm. it's, that shit is like you look at it like man that's, that was really around yeah. like that mm-hmm. was really around that once upon really, a time Really around and and people accepted it. Is, is yeah. Aunt Jemima the cereal bottle? Is that based off some racist shit too? Yeah, yeah, Manny. yeah Manny. Yeah, damn, it's crazy, bro. Yeah. You know, and and I know real quick. Um, one thing we didn't touch on was when uh, Damon Wayans is or Peerless is explaining why he wants to do this show after he's kind of drunk the Kool Aid a little bit. He he puts the idea out there that he wants to promote racial healing. I don't remember and, that. Yeah. He literally says that this show will promote racial healing. And he also talks about how he wants to make, basically make fun of stereotypes by, I remember that. Yeah. by kind of becoming one. Mm-hmm. And I just think those ideas that Spike Lee was putting out 20 fucking years ago are just insane. Mm-hmm. How all of this shit has come true. It's like these stereotypes that we get so mad about, but then 
we create music around them or we create movies around them that are backed by white studios. Do you think it makes sense? When you say that, I wrote down a question. I don't know, maybe if I'm taking this as too too seriously, because these were comedies. But did you make <laughs> watching this film? Mm. I was thinking about Undercover Brother Mm-mm. and Pootie Tang. Mm-mm. And I was like, no, I'm sure Spike Lee was thinking about those films. You know what I'm saying? Because like, especially Pootie Tang, when we, you know, Louis C.K. wrote that, and you know, you know what I'm saying. I didn't know that. You didn't I know that. Didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. You would see. You would see. That's that's why I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, man, man, man. Yeah, I know. There's obviously we could talk about other comedies, but that one was just like that one. Wow. Black people love, and it's so. It's fucking racist. It's, it's it yeah, and it's, it's so was Undercover Brother. Like I, I rewatched that, and that came out like two thousand four, two thousand five, and I was like, wow. damn, this movie came out in theaters, and this shit is like <laughs> wow. fried chicken and all that shit. So it was just, yeah, it was written by Louis C.K. Yeah, but some stuff like directed by Louis C.K. as well. Yeah, like that stuff has always come, come off to me as like Sam Bowish or whatever. Absolutely. That's why I've I've, I've never watched watched that shit. Like it, it's just it. But but again, that, that's why I passed this up because I thought it was more of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you watched this. No, nah, me too. Um, I thought I thought it was more of that, and I was just like, yeah, I don't want to watch that shit because I never watched that Undercover Brother. Like when they was doing that that that. Handshake shit in the Kurt commercial. You ever seen that shit? I know you seen the movie. But <laughs> yeah, I, see, yeah, I saw yeah. the preview. Yeah. They were doing that hand sex, the brother shake. Yeah, how he, oh, that's how he got access man, to the inside I'm the building. This <laughs> shit. Oh, what, what's the other one called? Soul Man with the other dude. The, uh, oh, the white guy pretends to be black. No, oh. not even him, but the dude with the afro. What is he had an afro? He was he was a Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, oh, the the Soul Man, not Soul Man. It was something like that. Something like that. That yeah. shit. Like I'm like, man, I'm I ain't straight. watching. I'm straight on that type of shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, that was, those are the movies I was like, damn, is he talking about this yeah. shit? Because like, it, it just and hits see, on those beats. Bam, yeah, yeah. And I thought Bamboozle was the same thing. I, so, could, I could totally see that now. Yeah, yeah. but so. yeah, this is this is my favorite Spike Lee film. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and make that <laughs> that statement. It's 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 one of the only films that I feel like is completely like under talked about. Like I really feel like a lot of people need to watch this movie even now because it hits harder now than it did then because I feel like Spike Lee was trying to tell us something. And the fact that this man is still alive and can answer questions as to what he was trying to tell us 20 years ago. He's teaching classes. Teaching classes and people are not talking to him about this film. I feel like this film should be a fucking college like course. <laughs> it's I feel like it's that detailed and that deep. Again, like I said earlier, Damn near every single scene of this film is a message. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. You good? Yeah. I lost it. I lost it. Every every scene every feels scene is like a, was, was, it's like a message. Was, was a message. I'm sorry. Hold on. Speaking of bamboozle, yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, this is this is definitely uh, a prophecy, and I think it's just crazy that people are not talking about it. And I love the fact that it's getting re-released. I'll probably go buy that Criterion just to have it. You know, maybe I'll give the too. DVD to you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. It, it it seems like it's worth it. Yeah, and I'll just go give the DVD to somebody that needs to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the movie you was talking about, Rod, is Ladies Man with Tim Meadows. Yeah, that's yeah. True. I don't even know what that is. It's, it's stupid. Some yeah. Sound like some bullshit. Some Sambo shit. I'm straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's our Wait, thought. Were, were you done? Yeah, I guess. Oh. He cut him off. <laughs> oh, cool. he did? Oh, I no, I mean. He does no. that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. 
you got anything else? You good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just I, I thought yeah. you already had you said a, you said a great piece. All right, man. No, nah, you literally jumped in front of him. <laughs> I'll, I'll survive. You know, he does it all the time. My bad. Go ahead. My bad. I don't. I don't know what else I was gonna say. Between between Beast Candy Bar, I'm just killing this man. Saying, man, fuck it. It's all good. I don't remember. It's black on black. I know. I feel like Man Tan right now. All right. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that's our review of Bamboozle. Please let us know in the Reddit thread FPS podcast what you guys thought about this film. It's racist. Um. And also just want to hear again, like what other films do you guys see that Spike Lee was speaking on based off of this movie? Um, Continue the conversation. I'll be more on top of things as far as reading you guys comments. (laughs) We will have a mailbag episode coming soon. Uh, (laughs) I got, I got us, Rod. All right. Mm -hmm. It's It's all you. Right. You ain't ain't going to Jada Pink at us. This ain't ain't our fault. (laughs) (laughs) It's all you. (laughs) All right. That's us for this week. We out. Peace. Peace.